We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Grand Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. With Molly and Haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brand Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. His name is Brand Biggs. Talks football with you. and Hall, Chicago Sports Radio 670, the score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a longtime contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now, as all guests do on the score hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Big Zay. Morning, Brad. Morning, boys. What's going on? Well, uh, I was fascinated to read uh, that the Bears had had a meeting with Jalen Carter on the Tuesday, and then obviously on Wednesday morning was when the uh, the um, arrest warrants were issued, and he left the combine and and resolved. Uh, I don't know if resolved is the right word, but paid his court fine or his got got his bail, and then came back on Thursday. So he had his mug shot taken. His mug yeah. shot. Okay, thank you. Um, but so, how is that resolved? I mean, did the did the Bears then get a chance to catch up with him again, or had they used their fifteen minutes? And I, I'm sure that the agents were were trying to take care of the issue and trying to run interference. But you, you can't help but wonder what that what that meeting with him was like. And uh, and what the fallout from it was after the arrest, and if they managed to clarify anything with the player. No, I don't. They certainly haven't had the opportunity to clarify anything with Jalen Carter uh, in terms of uh, his alleged involvement in the accident that led to the death of uh, uh, one Georgia player and staff member. The combine interviews, each team gets forty-five of them. They're, they're now 18 minutes in length, which is uh, not nearly enough time to uh, dive into issues like this. Like you, you, you almost wouldn't even bring it up if you knew about it because there simply isn't enough time to uh, get satisfactory answers or even give the person an opportunity to really talk you through uh, a bunch of stuff. So I think um, the uh, teams are probably going to have to get their answers uh, from Jalen Carter in terms of a top 30 visit to the facility uh, leading up to the draft, or, or um, certainly they could interview him uh, at Georgia's pro day or uh, 
you know, go out and have a private workout with them and uh, talk to them in a setting like that. They can do uh, Zoom interviews, but there's a there's a lot of material that a lot of teams are going to feel compelled to uh, to get answers to. And, and really, I mean, this legal process isn't going to uh, be resolved before the draft, you wouldn't think. Uh, so you're going to be trying to get answers to something that's sort of ongoing, right? Yeah, that would be the case, Brad. That's a really complicated mess. Um, something that seems a little bit more clear cut, based on what you wrote in the Tribune this morning and seeing what the Chiefs decided to do and not tagging Orlando Brown Jr., the left tackle, who's been to several Pro Bowls, how aggressively do you think the Bears will pursue him in free agency if indeed he is on the market? Bigsy hung up on us. Stumped him. Yeah. That's one, that's one that I'm not certain about yet. Orlando Brown is going to want a huge, massive payday. And I think talking to people around the league, he's a good player. He's not an elite left tackle. Like if the Bears added him, they all of a sudden wouldn't have uh, the best left tackle in the NFC. One guy I talked to believes um, he's, he's actually – best as a right tackle, which is where he played uh, when he was a member of the Baltimore Ravens, and he went. He was uh, selected to two Pro Bowls uh, when he was in Baltimore playing on the right side, but it, it's certainly another option. It's something to consider, and I don't know that that takes a long conversation at Hallis Hall. Uh, Ryan Poles was in Kansas City when the Chiefs traded for Orlando Brown, and I think Kansas City ultimately would still like him, but they didn't want to use the uh, franchise tag for the second year in a row at a uh, price tag of t- uh, basically $20 million for this season. So barring a, uh, a multi-year deal between Orlando Brown and Kansas City in the next few days, he will be on the open market. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the thing. How many guys are on the open market, right? I mean, we don't even know the names yet, um, and there are – They've got all this money, and they've got a chance to kind of set the market. I I think it's an improvement. I think when I look at him, I, it's not about whether he's the best tackle in the league. It's He would be the best one on the Bears, right? And it, it just would make you better, and there's he's young enough to be on their time frame. Yeah, it's certainly the age uh, works out for him because if you're, if you're going to have some big money additions, you want them to be guys that are entering – the prime years of their career. What what gives me pause is every time Poles is sort of referenced Braxton Jones, he's been um, pretty optimistic and upbeat about the fifth-round pick from a year ago. So that just makes me wonder, you know what, do, do, they, do they want to see what he can do in year two and try to improve the line around him and hope that, um, the collection of players they have is better. You know, would he? Would Ryan Poles be comfortable going out and spending big money on a right tackle, maybe adding another player to the mix and, and seeing what Braxton uh, jo- Jones does in year two? I know what you're saying, Brad, but if you're staying away from a perennial Pro Bowl left tackle because of your confidence level in a fifth-round draft pick who was serviceable and might be fine moving forward, but – I just think I would question the wisdom of that decision. Well, I just, 
Yeah, sometimes people get caught up in the whole Pro Bowl thing. Again, he's a good – Orlando Brown is a good player. What's the price tag going to be, right? You know, if you could sign him um, at $20 million a year, maybe you feel pretty pretty darn good about that. If the guy wants 24, I, maybe you're out. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just pulling numbers out of the air here, but, but you're not getting um, – I, I, you're, you're getting a guy that's an improvement for you, but you don't want to be sitting here in, in 2025 uh, and saying, uh, geez, uh, can you believe how much they're paying this guy? Like that, that's how you get into that situation when you make, uh, w- when you make errors, when you, when you grossly overpay guys uh, in free agency. So how do you go about um... – signing guys in free agency. Are you looking for a different type of player, I guess is what I'm saying. And, you know, there's all sorts of rumors about uh, different guys getting cut around the league. It, you know, yeah. how do you handle, like, say Minnesota cuts Darius Smith. Guy's a pass rusher. You know, he's scheduled to make $12 million. That's not breaking the bank. Adam but Thielen. They need, well, <laughs> see, Adam Thielen has got some age on him. Yeah. And, and so does, you know, uh, Harrison Smith. I mean, they're, you know, and Vikings, Eric Kendricks. Yeah, right. Hey, they already caught him. Um, but uh, but I mean, um, how do you handle that? What are you looking for? And and we talked about it a little bit earlier, Brad. There is nothing wrong with getting some leadership, some age uh, in the locker right. room. I, don't, I I just think there's a difference between long term deals for guys or you know bringing in some guys that can help you. Yeah, I think that's a case by case basis, really. And and and. We talked about it last week. How you know some people think that the the class of uh, cap casualties is going to be better than the class of free agents, right? That um, you know, you're going to have some experienced guys. So I, I think that's on a case by case basis. I agree with you. You know, you can get a veteran here or a veteran there, uh, and you're looking at a couple things. One. How's the guy playing? Like, where is he at? Do you believe he has some juice left in the tank? Number two, what position's it at? Is is this something that uh, where where you've got need, or you think filling that need is going to be a little difficult for you to do? Um, so m- maybe you get one or two guys like that on shorter term deals, like you referenced, but it's going to have to be the right fit because some of these guys that are cap casualties that have been making a lot of money um, may want to make a run at a ring, right? That might be one of their motivating factors in choosing their next team. And on a short-term deal, the Bears aren't a team that's making a run at a ring, right? So um, I, think it's a, I think it's something that they're going to be monitoring, and, and it's a case-by-case basis. The big money that they spend – in my opinion, will be on those guys coming out of their first contract or close to it, um, like in Orlando Brown, where you're buying a player that's 26, 27 years old. All right, Brad, let's talk about the plan. Ryan Poles said to Peter King that he felt very confident that he could turn that number one overall draft pick into a future number one in 24 and a future number one in 25. That's the general manager setting the bar. Is that realistic for him to do? And how unusual or expected 
was the general manager establishing what he planned to get in return for the number one overall pick? Well, it just shows you that all the talk about the interest in the pick is coming from the Bears, right? That they're making it clear, hey, guys, what you know, come get this pick. And I think it's probably because in a perfect world they'd have a uh, trade agreed to before next Wednesday, before the start of free agency, in order to kind of help guide them even just a little bit in free agency, you know, knowing, okay, we've got these picks in return. Here's where we are in round one now. Here's sort of a snapshot of what positions, what what group of players we might be looking at. And then you go at free agency uh, that way. They're not going to get um, two future first-round draft picks uh, in exchange for trading this pick if they make a move with Houston at number two. They might not – I don't even know um, that they would necessarily get um, next year's first-round draft pick if they just went down one spot with the Houston Texans. I find it inconceivable that they would get first-round picks – in 23 this year from the Colts, which is number four overall, 24 and 25 if they make a move with Indianapolis. The the Colts don't have to come up that far. So if he's confident that he is going to get uh, three first-round draft picks, then he's trading with a team definitely below Houston and Indianapolis, in my, in my opinion. Uh, we'll have to see uh, what shakes out. Maybe that's a move at nine with Carolina. Uh, I would guess that they would want to stay in the top 10. Uh, but clearly, I think the, most of the smoke here is emanating uh, from House Hall, and they're tr- trying to uh, create a sense uh, of urgency for potential buyers uh, to um, to have something done a little bit sooner than uh, you usually see these draft pick trades made. Yeah, it, it. Why is that, Brad? I mean, we keep talking about that idea, it, and and my fear is that 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 means that they would want uh, players, and you know, kind of, um, they they would get a player or two along with the draft picks, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure that I want them to be mixing markets, right? I I mean, if if a if a guy is a potential salary cap, um, uh sacrifice then why would you want to trade for him now in order to get him in house when you have all the money in the world and that should help you do whatever you want to do yeah i don't i mean it could potentially involve uh, a player coming back or it could be as simple as you know if the bears feel like and i'm just spitballing here if they were to flip with houston obviously they would then probably try to trade it again but if they trade, let's just say they traded with Houston and then they were at two. Well, then they're looking at that as they head into free agency, saying, "Well, we're in a we're in a really good spot to get Will Anderson here." And so, um, if you're looking for a pass rusher, a complimentary pass rusher in free agency, you're kind of guided that way. If you have a trade with, um, well, you can't say Seattle anymore after they signed Geno Smith, but. Carolina at nine. Well, you're not getting Will Anderson at nine, right? So maybe then you're looking at, hey, this is an opportunity at nine where we can look at 
an offensive tackle or a wide receiver. Um, and so you realize, hey, we, we got to get some edge rush help in free agency. So I think, I think it would just help them. It would sort of be one part of sort of guiding information for them in free agency if they had a deal for that pick made uh, before the start of the new league year. All right, Brad, in your 10 thoughts on ChicagoTribune.com, you raise the possibility of two intriguing free agents. And the names are Draymond Jones, the defensive tackle, who's looking for a big payday, and Bobby Okereke from the Colts, who Matt Eberflus coached in Indianapolis. And he would be, uh, I guess, theoretically, the outside linebacker. The weak side guy in that defense would make all the tackles. How likely are the Bears to pursue either one of those guys, and, and how expensive would they be? Well, Draymond Jones is is, uh, is aiming for like eighteen million dollars a year. That's the buzz. That was the buzz in Indianapolis. You know, sometimes people you'll get a pretty good range of well, here's what he's looking for. You know, one one team will say, yeah, "I heard eighteen. Another team will say, "You know, I heard thirteen or fourteen. It was pretty consistently around eighteen with Draymond Jones. I I think he's potentially still an ascending player. You know, he's a guy coming out of the rookie contract with the Broncos. Um, he doesn't have uh, Pro Bowl production at this point, uh, and he uh, he wasn't as effective this past season after Denver traded Bradley Chubb to the Miami Dolphins. But I think he'd be a really good fit for the position. I think as a three technique, that might be the best position for him in the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see where his market goes. He's one of the better players that's available in free agency. The Broncos have worked to try to retain him. I guess there's a chance that could still happen, but I don't believe they're going to use the tag by this afternoon's deadline. And I think this is a guy that's driven to see uh, how much he can get in uh, free agency. Okereke was a super productive player this past season for the Colts. He's got ball production, which is something – that Matt Eberflus stresses, and we heard him talk about in relation to Roquan Smith before he was traded. I think he's probably in the eight to ten million dollar a year range. The only question I would have there is, uh, would Matt Eberflus prefer to draft and develop a guy? I'm sure he's got the confidence that he can identify a player that fits that position. And then along with his coaching staff, bring that guy along. So do you try to um, draft a guy, and not in the first round, obviously, and then uh, bring him along so you got a, so you got a guy on a, a rookie salary play in that uh, position? Because I know some people have talked about how key it is to the defense. We all, we all know they've got much greater needs than weak side linebacker, three technique uh two edge rushers that probably need another corner uh, before you start looking at who's going to play that weak side backer spot. It's, um, it's going to be fascinating to see how the whole thing breaks down. I think we're all a ton of options, a ton of options, but Pulse kept talking about flexibility and I'm looking at it like, man, you're only going to get flexible when you get a lot more picks. Right. Um, Right. And so we'll see how quickly something materializes for a trade. They're, they're clearly um, pushing uh, in that direction. And, and I think it's to have, you know, some, uh, just one other piece of information to sort of help instruct and guide them 
uh, as to how they should proceed in free agency. Fair enough, Brad. Thank you, buddy. Great stuff. Thanks, Brad. Have a great day, guys. That is our guy, Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago. Great information. Good observation, too. Ryan Poles is talking as confidently as you can, more, more confidently than I expected, and like a guy who knows something. Like yeah. a guy who may already have something, like he knows what he's getting for that pick. And he, he certainly sounds like he has the flexibility that he's already describing that he wants. It's interesting. We'll see. I, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I'm not saying it's the right way to go about it, right. but he does sound a lot more confident than I expected him to sound at this stage of the process. Mm. I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, it's a good question. It's one we should discuss. 312-644-6767. It's Molly and Haw on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Everybody, and he's, he's dropping little hints all over the place. So I think we're left sort of trying to pick up some of those uh, pieces and determine what is actually being said. I I would have to imagine that if they were actually going to get uh, a couple of first-round picks, that the, the, you're talking about Carolina trading up, right? You're talking about a team going from, you know, 7, 8, 9. Up. If you're going to express that publicly, yeah. I would hope that there's more than one team. Well, he said there were three. I mean, he did Offering say that. He said he had three offers. Three offers for future first round picks. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the story so I can. Well, I think that when you talk about the draft trade realities, that's on one one, you know, I think part of the conversation. That's one part. Yes. The other part is the free agent piece, and what begins next Monday. And the free for all that will, and that will become, and what ensues once Monday comes around. How aggressive will the Bears be for a guy like Orlando Brown Jr., whose opinion, um, I guess it depends on your perspective on how desperate the Bears are. I was surprised Bigsy wasn't more uh, excited about the possibility 
of them going out and getting uh, Orlando Brown Jr. I understand mm-hmm. why he tempers the enthusiasm with, but you know, Pro Bowls aren't what they used to be. But still, you're the Bears and you need an anchor. Uh, okay, this is uh, he left little doubt the Bears will trade the first overall pick. He said he's spoken with three teams at the combine about a deal. He wouldn't identify them. He said he had enough conversations about a deal to know in swapping first-round picks this season, he can get a 24-1 and a 25-1 in a major package for a trade. So I guess he didn't say it. Three offers for, for those. He's got that picks, offer. But he's got one of That's those offers. That's his best offer. A 24-1, a 25-1 in a major package for a trade. However far down he goes in the draft this year, Poles wants to be sure he gets a blue player. His term for premium first rounder, there may be only six or eight of those when the Bears end up setting their board. So he said seven uh, on another uh, podcast. So six to eight is what he told uh, Peter King that he wanted to get a premium uh, blue chip player. And again, he then said that he believed there were seven players that could well, be the first overall pick. If he gets two first round picks. In the future, I will agree that he is a, handling this like a virtuoso. Okay. But now that he's established that as the bar, if he doesn't, amateur hour. I, that's the way you're going to look at it. Okay. It's either or. Well, but he's not going down. I mean, again, you, you, you'd you have to understand that in order to get the first, the, the 24th, uh, the 2024 first and the 2025 first, he'd probably have to go to, like, Carolina at nine, right? Is that fair? Or? I'm okay with that, and I okay. think you're exactly right in reading that because what what that also the other component to that is that his stated mission to sustain success and his understanding that he is secure in his job and he's got an ownership group that is not going to evaluate him necessarily on how many games the Bears win in 2023. What okay. we're looking at next year is another year where you're not talking about playoff possibilities in December. Mm. You're talking about draft position. You're talking about the future. I think that what Ryan Poles is doing, especially if he's trading down to get and secure 2024 and 2025 draft capital, this is a long-term plan, and he's going to take his time in doing it right in the way that he views it the right way. It's very interesting because the 30, you know, today is obviously tag day. So, you know, we know the Bears not only have the number one pick in the draft, they have more cap space than any team. Uh, You know, Orlando Brown, left tackle, Pro Bowl left tackle is uh, available, four-time Pro Bowl left tackle is available at 26 years old. It'll be 27 in, in a short period of time and He'll play the season in his age 24 season. So that is a guy you could go out and get and add to the group that you have, and you you would get a lot better. He'd be the only pro bowler uh, on the uh, on the offensive line, that's for sure. So, you know, you can downplay whether he's good enough or where does he rate at PFF or whatever. He's better than what they have. It's as simple as that. Now, how much would that cost? And what does that mean? The the thirty third team, they did a look at free agency from the twenty I think the twenty fourteen season to twenty twenty or something. This is last year, and they pointed out that 
if you sign free agents, you can improve from one year to the next. Your win total will go up from one year to the next. But it it's not really sustainable. And one of the examples of how it's not sustainable is the 2018 Bears. So the Bears were what I've, what were they in in 2017? I believe they were um, five and eleven. Five and eleven, and then they became twelve and four. Mm-hmm. Okay, and um, and they you know they made they made moves in every market. They they changed their uh, coaching staff. They um, signed Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel and Trey Burton and Cody Parkey among others oh, that gosh. year. Those, oh, were the, those were the free Whew. agent. Morning was going addition. so well. Did they not trade for Thanks, Mac? Molly. Was that the trade for Mac? That, yeah, that was that the day season? that changed everything. Yes. That was so, that was the trade that yes. made that season that, again, changed the complexion of the Bears that year and how we viewed that tenure when Matt Nagy started. Yeah. They, and, they raised the bar high in 2018 and never met it again. And that's the point, that, that you know, they did – Signed these people. They did change their team, and they, you know, they also had a pretty decent draft. I think that was the Roquan draft. But uh, by 2019, Who? Uh, Roquan Smith. Oh yeah, he was an off the ball yeah, linebacker. That's right. You wouldn't remember that guy. By uh, by 2018, there were there were eight and eight. So they went, as you say, they made the they spent the money. They got the team. They felt good about where they were at, and they. Got to the playoffs. They lost on the double doink, and they uh, they ended up coming back and and going eight. And well, eight. fair to say we're not going to have to worry about this regime having too much success too mm-hmm. quickly, right? So they right. already have struggled through what was last year the the worst season in terms of number of losses ever, and now you wonder what next year represents. And I think that the more rhetoric you hear from Ryan Poles and the way that this is, I think you're going to see see it unfold in the, in free agency in the draft. I think like Bigsy pointed out and we've talked about your free agents are likely to be guys who are maybe approaching their prime. You're not paying for past performance, which might affect how aggressively we haven't even talked about Saquon Barkley. If he's on the market, but I, I was, you know, infatuated with that idea, but I don't know if it fits with the narrative the way it's being described by the general manager, mm-hmm. and also draft picks and the draft trade, not, a, not necessarily looking at how to supplement your draft stock for this year, but you're more concerned with future years because you want to protect yourself against two things. Number one, you, you want to always have as many high draft picks as possible just to have a good depth on your roster. But secondly, your commitment to the quarterback. If you get a first-rounder in 24 and 25, it allows you to be that commitment to be conditional Yes, to Justin Fields. Do you it's, like that? Um, I, I, I do like it because it's, it's not all or nothing. I think it allows you some alternatives. I always like things that allow you a lot more flexibility. There's that word again. With your options moving forward. And maybe I don't think he's talking about that specifically, but I do think that's what this provides if you have – multiple first round draft picks moving forward, you don't have to you don't have to live with the quarterback if you're not happy with him at the end of twenty twenty three. I think they will be. Yeah. I think they will be. You think they'll be happy with him. I do. Yeah. I, and I then do. they'll have picks to build around I, I, I do. Yeah. I think that's the way it's gonna go. I, I I right now again, everything is subject to change, right? But I think right now that's wise to invest this kind of hope 
and resources in Justin Fields. Makes sense. I, I, I'm not arguing any of it. I think that it does make sense, and I think that, um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't like the idea that they're tentative about it, right? So I think that it makes sense to me if you're keeping Justin Fields and you want to learn something about him, get yourself this left tackle, pay for this guy. Um, he's a good player, and he's better than anything you have. I, you immediately improve on the <sighs> offensive line, and then – then you can worry, and and you know what? Like if if nothing else, you're paying for the right position. You're, that's it. It's number one, the right position, and the second. I, I don't know that we if we would both feel this strongly about it if they weren't the team that had the most cap space in the league. Exactly. If they were up against it, or even if they had a you know in the middle of the league in terms of cap space, you might feel like they want want to be more judicious or more economical in their approach. But right now, I think you you. You're going in like you're flush with cash, and you've got you you're willing you can afford a lot, and so why not get something that d- is a smart investment in a left tackle because that's how you win in this league. All right, three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. We're going to bring in Coach Wanstead. We'll talk to him. We'll ask him these questions. Mully and Hall on the score. Dave Wanstead. Bears head coach for six seasons. The Bears. The Bears. Super Bowl champion. How about them Cowboys? Yeah! He has the greatest mustache you've ever seen. Some say it's a symptom of manliness. Others a cause. The mustache. Why don't you hang it out with Mully and Haw on 670 The Score? Open up the door. It's Dave. Who? Dave. D-A-V-E. Dustin, I, we're not going to waste airtime on that, okay? Thank you. Next question. <laughs> Thank you. Next question. Thank you Next very question. Much. Dave Wanstead. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always a delight to talk to Coach Wanstead, and he joins us now on the Score Hotline, which, of course, is brought to you by Circa Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sportsbook. Dave, good morning. How are you? I am good, fellas. Uh, always good to be on with you guys. Talk a little bears. Talk a little draft, free agency. Uh, yeah, a lot going on. It's amazing. Usually this time of year, uh, things are quiet, right? We're talking Cubs and White Sox and, <laughs> and, and hopefully Bulls and Blackhawks. But uh, this, is a, this is a very different year for uh, Bears football. There's no question. Well, and, and, you know, today, the news of the day, I suppose, is that Orlando Brown would, did not get the franchise tag from Kansas City. He was tagged last year, and they didn't want to go two years running, and so he's suddenly on the free agent market, and here are the Bears with all the money in the world. Um, is that not like a gift to you, to have a player, a four-time Pro Bowl player available at left tackle? Well, let's go back, and and that was my first thought. And, and I was using Orlando as an example. Uh, they have different organizations out there. I mentioned it briefly last week. Uh, one of these pro-grading organizations had Orlando Brown graded this past year as a very average performance. Okay? The guy did not play very good. If you remember, he held out. He came in. His, the beginning of the year, up until, and all they want to talk about is from week 15 on, how he didn't give up a sack, which is all factual. The guy's a great talent. The guy is a great player. 
okay, was a great player. But he didn't play good this year. And I don't know behind the scenes what went on with Kansas City when he held out and he didn't and he came in. And, if, you know, you got to track the beginning of the year and overall performance on his season. There, there, there's something, there's something Dave, missing. I'm Dave, telling you, Dave, guys. There's let something me ask you this, though. Here. From a football perspective, isn't yep. average a relative term? Isn't one man's average another man's exceptional? Because you look at what the Bears are dealing with, wouldn't they – I, I mean – Average would be an upgrade, wouldn't it, on that offensive yes. line? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I would agree. We would love to have them at the right price. That's all I'm saying. But, but I'm not going to fall into this trap that there's a reason that the Chiefs aren't, aren't signing him again, or he's not getting a long-term deal. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, uh, you know. So yes, would we love to have him? Would he upgrade us, David? A hundred percent. I agree with you. But all I'm saying is, let's just not get silly. Let's look close at this thing, which I'm sure Ryan Poles are. And he was at Kansas City. He knows as much about right. this guy as anybody. Right. So on day one, when you can sign guys, uh, if he's not in here at the airport in Chicago, then give Ryan Poles a little bit of credit that he knows more than we do. If he is on a plane and he's here, hey, I'm the first guy that's going to be excited about it. Totally agree, Dave. I, I just think it's an opportunity. I think it's the first guy that's kind of uh, that's shaken free that you probably really yes. wanted. And, I, and, I and agree. And the value of the position, I don't have to tell you, a left tackle, right? And um, and I, I just think that uh, it's hard not to get excited about it because the Bears have so much money. And, and um, they can pretty much do whatever they want to do. And you know, I get it. You don't want to spend stupid money. And we've seen far too many examples of teams that have spent a lot of money in free agency, maybe get a one-year bump, and then it goes back down, um, yep. what, whatever it might be. It's, it's not a way to build the team. We know he wants to build the team through the draft. And he said that. He's yep. also come out now, Dave, and said that there are two – there is a team offering two number one selections, one in 24 and one in 25 – to swap picks this year. Um, does that, by re- by revealing that, does that not set a bar for what you are expected to do? In other words, if he doesn't get the, the couple of number one picks in 24 and 25, does that, does that impact whether you feel it's been a successful trade? Well, to, to some degree, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, you know, whether Ryan's, if that's factual, we got to believe him and say it's factual, but... Yeah, I don't know if you talk about that at this point. I mean, there is a lot of stuff that goes on, guys, between now and, and April. I mean, it's just c- coming out of this combine thing. I mean, I, I will. I talked to two general managers this year that, guys, they like C.J. Stroud. I mean, they would take him and be happy to take him with their first pick as the top quarterback. Uh, you know, someone told me, that hey, be careful about Indianapolis because – even though Ballard is a general manager, Bill Polian still has some influence with Ursay. And Bill Polian comes out a little bit of the Bill Parcells mentality. You know, Bill Parcells had that chart, and you had to be a certain height, a certain weight. Uh, you know, he had his measurables. Okay, if you fall into this category, now we're going to consider drafting you. For the, and, 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 and Polian's always been a big quarterback guy. 
when you look at his history at Buffalo with Frank Reich and with Jim Kelly and Peyton Manning and 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 Luck. I mean, you know, he's always kind of had his mindset on what he sees in a quarterback. And someone told me that they love the guy down at Kentucky. So I don't know. I mean, you know, right now it's a lot of speculation on on who's going to take what. But I, I don't know if there's any guarantees right now. Now, we – we uh, uh, no, I, I, I'll just leave it at that without getting into too much more there. Dave, so if you are looking at the quarterback class, that's interesting about C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson, more myth or magic? Well, one year, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to – I mean, running 4-4 four, four and, and broad jumping and vertical jumping, that's all fantastic. The guy's a great athlete. But, you know, is he an accurate passer? I mean, how does he read defenses? You know, can he avoid? I mean, all those football things, really, that's the priority. You, you cannot get hung up on how fast this guy runs and draft him as a quarterback you know, in the top five picks or whatever they're talking about. That would scare me. I, I, uh, I go back to our early draft days at Dallas and boy, we wanted to see we wanted to see a history of guy doing some longevity. You know, has a guy done it? I want to see it over and over again. I want to see him play at a high level against good competition. Uh, I want to see him when they lose a game and come back. And how does he perform? You know, that position is one that that I just think that you really gotta those intangibles mean a heck of a lot more maybe than a defensive tackle. Okay, I mean because of the position. Dave, hold on. We're going to continue the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. There's a, there's a lot of stuff to get to the bottom of, not not uh, the least of which is how you handle the defensive tackle, uh, what you think about what went on with, uh, with Jalen Carter returning to the draft and the Bears need uh, some information from him. We'll discuss that next. It's Mully and Haw on the score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.